0: Okay, welcome back. This is Lesson 9, Counting Techniques, Guided Notes. This can be a challenging section for a lot of students, but I hope to make it sound as easy as I can. So there's going to be a lot of rules, and managing those rules and, you know, knowing when to use them, that takes practice. So let's dive in. Multiplication Rule of Counting. If a task consists of a sequence of choices in which there are P selections for the first choice, Q selections for the second choice, and R selections for the third choice, and so on and so forth, then the task of making these selections can be done in P times Q times R different ways. So let's just apply this rule. I know when you read these rules sometimes it doesn't make sense, so let's dive in and apply it. Suppose you have two choices for appetizer four choices for entree, and two choices for dessert. How many distinct meals can be made? So you're assuming that a meal consists of an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. So, well, you see I have it written out, but now we'll explain. Why is it this? So two choices for appetizer, four choices for entree, and two choices for dessert. So that makes two times four times two, make 16 total possible meals that could be made. So I always tell people, you know, some people say, well, I don't like to memorize a rule because I don't know when to apply it. You could always go brute force. So, uh, you know, sometimes a tree diagram is really useful, but then you start to realize that maybe you don't need the tree diagram. So let's just talk about this appetizer one, appetizer two. See, I could start this off with the tree diagram, And then stemming from that, one, two, three, four, I've got four different entrees, right? So we can say like E1, E2, E3, E4. And I could do that here as well for the four different entrees. So E1. Thing is, and a tree diagram will work. It's just so tedious, right? And then stemming from that, two choices for dessert, see? But then here's something kind of neat. So, two choices for dessert, two choices for dessert, two choices for dessert. And then you start to realize, you start to develop this rule anyway, even if you were going to use a tree diagram, okay? Because if you just count how many, you know, so appetizer one, Entree one, you know, dessert one, or appetizer one, entree one, dessert two, right? You start to count them all up, but think about it. Let's just count how many of these end branches there are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I have to slide down there. Sixteen. See, so you even if you did a tree diagram, you'd still end up with sixteen. So a lot of times these rules. People have already been through the brute force work of doing tree diagrams, and that's, you know, where they come upon these rules, okay? Let's try the outfits problem together. Suppose I own five shirts, three pairs of pants, and six different types of shoes. How many outfits can I make? Assuming that an outfit consists of a shirt, a pant, and a particular shoe. So now you know. You don't have to do a tree diagram. Now you know it's five times three Times six, we're using that same rule. Okay. So five times three is fifteen. And fifteen times six is ninety. So there's ninety total possible outfits that you could make. Like I said, you could go the tree diagram path, but that would be a tedious way of doing it. Okay, hope that helps. Now let's go to the next slide. Permutations. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of formulas here. Uh, A permutation is an ordered arrangement in which our objects are chosen from n distinct objects, and repetition is not allowed. The symbol NPR represents the number of permutations of r objects from a group of n. OK, so, some, so we'll see this symbolically now. With the n factorial over n minus r, whole thing factorial, I'm not going to make you memorize that formula. In fact, I'll show you the button on the calculator that'll do it. But if you're a math major, you might want to get comfortable with that. So number of permutations of n distinct objects taken R at a time. things to bear in mind, you've got n distinct objects. Be on the lookout for repetition of objects is not allowed. and order is important. So some sort of a ranking characteristic. Um, okay, let's be on the lookout here. And how many ways can horses in a 10 horse race finish first, second, and third? So, Well, I have it kind of hidden over here, 10p3, but if I was going to, it is a permutation because you have this ranking characteristic. But even if you, you know, start to think it out brute force, say you have your horses labeled A, B, C, D, E, and so on and so forth for your 10 horses, right? And then, so you say, okay, Anna, Brad, Charlie, right, for your first three horses. But then, if A, C, B, if that's a finish, well, that's a different, even though it's the same three letters, it would be considered a different order of finish, right? Because in this one, Brad finishes second, and in this one, Brad finishes third. So when you have that ranking characteristic, it is a permutation. So let's focus in on the ten horses, and we're picking, we've got first, second, and third place, so picking 3 from a group of 10, how many ways are there to do that? Well, let's find the button. So I'm going to hit 10, then I'm going to go to math, I'm going to slide over to probability, I'm going to slide down to NPR, hit 3, hit enter. So the answer is 720, right? Now you may be a person thinking, oh yeah, but I want to use that lovely formula that's up there. (laughs) So um, if you want to do that, you could do 10 factorial over 10 minus 3 whole thing factorial. So you're noticing the formula, you know, n factorial, so 10 factorial over 10 minus 3 whole thing factorial. So if you crunch that out, you know, what's really neat is you can easily do that. 10 factorial, I remind you, there is a factorial button on your calculator, but that's 10 times 9 times 8 times 7 times 6 blah, 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 all the way down till you get to 1, right? And here, 10 minus 3 is 7, but 7 factorial is 7 times 6 times 5 times blah, 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 all the way till you get to 1. Well, you're noticing all of this is going to cancel with all of this. And you'll just be left with 10 times 9 times 8, which, guess what, folks, is 720. Oops, sorry, circled that strangely. But like I said, you don't have to worry about memorizing this formula. We can use the button. OK, let's see what's on the next slide. A combination is a collection of, is a collection, without regard to order of n distinct objects without repetition. The symbol NCR, so now we're really trying to make the distinction between NPR, permutation, and NCR, combination. NCR represents the number of combinations of n distinct objects taken R at a time. Well, things to be on the lookout. You've got n distinct objects, and you're gonna select R from that. Repetition of objects is not allowed, but order is not important. That's the big distinction, what makes it, di- so you don't have a ranking characteristic like first, second, third place, or vice president, president. No ranking characteristic on the combination. Notice the formula is similar, but you know, noticing some uh, differences there. But we'll find our combination button on the calculator. So how many different simple random samples of size four can be obtained from a population whose size is 20? Why don't we start brute force? So A, B, C, D, but then think about it logically. A, C, B, D, well, that's still the same group of people. So that's not considered a different simple random sample because it's still Anna, Brad, Charlie, and Dave. You know what I mean? So if this was a permutation, it would matter because somebody would be president and somebody would be vice president, or order of finish would matter. Here, it's the same group of people, and order doesn't matter. So I start to realize, as soon as I realize that order doesn't matter, I know it's a combination. So I know that I have to hit 20C4. Well, let's find that button. 20 Slide over to probability, choose 4. And voila, 4845. And you see the answer right here. Okay? So it's really that trigger that order doesn't matter. Note to self, order doesn't matter. There's nothing in the problem that says that order of finish is relevant. Okay? Now, in this problem, suppose I have three colleagues and I want to select two to go to a conference, and how many ways can this be done? Well, I like to think of it like, so here's your three colleagues, right? Anna, Brad, Charlie, but you're gonna select two. Let's do it brute force for starters. Well, you could take Anna and Brad, but see Brad and Anna, that's still the same group, so we know how to say that. You could take Anna and Charlie, or you can take Brad and Charlie, and that's about it. So there's only three ways this could happen. So what I'm getting at is three, three. P for permutation. Three. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I need to mess you up there. Three C two. So I have to hit three C two. Again, order doesn't matter. It's not you know. Brad's not secretary and Anna's treasurer or something like that, no ranking characteristic. Big note to self, there's no ranking characteristic. So it's gotta be 3C2. So let's go ahead and hit that. We're getting, we did it brute force and we got the answers three, but now let's see what happens when we go to the calculator. Three, over to combination, two. Aha, see? So the calculator is verifying that that is indeed three, three ways for that to happen. Okay, hope that helps. Let's go to the next slide. Uh, Number of ways to arrange n distinct objects is actually n factorial. So there are n factorial ways to arrange n distinct objects. Well, here you've got three distinct letters in cat. So how many ways can you arrange the letters in cat? Well, you would think the answer would be Three factorial. And it and by the way, three factorial means three times two times one, which is six. And that is the answer, but again, let's try brute force. You know, if you asked a kid to arrange the letters in cat, they would start doing it. So let's try it. So C A T C T A. What else? T C A. T A C It's like a word scramble, right? And now you start with A, A, T, C, and A, C, T. And those are all the six possible ways that you can arrange the letters in cat. So even, whether you do it, brute now, when you get into like a five, six, seven letter word, you're clearly not gonna wanna do that, right? Okay, so then, how many ways can I arrange the letters in math? Notice we've got one, two, three, four distinct letters, so four factorial. And now we know that that's 4 times 3 times 2 times 1. So that's 24 ways. And we don't need to do that brute force. All right. hope that helps. Next slide. Permutations with uh, non-distinct items. so here that means we're going to have some repetition. So the number of permutations of n objects, where you've got n1 of one kind, n2 of another kind, and so on and so forth, is going to be n factorial divided by n1 factorial and 2 factorial and 3 factorial being multiplied together in the denominator. So I know that rule is kind of a tough one to chew on, so let's see it in, uh, in real time here. How many ways can you arrange the letters in Mississippi? So these are, you have some repetitions, right? But let's count all the letters, One, two, three, four. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So it should be 11 factorial. The answer would be 11 factorial, basically, if all the letters were distinct. But since there's repetition, I've got four repetitions of one type, right? So S repeats itself 1, 2, 3, 4. I repeats itself four times. So I've got four repetitions of I. I've got two repetitions of P. and uh, an m only occurs once. I I don't have to say one factorial, but I'll, I'll write it. Okay? So now, the fun part, how do you type that in your calculator, right? So let's go there. So I am literally gonna key in Okay, so literally keyed it into my calculator, as, as you can see, uh, 11 factorial. See how I had to chunk it off in parentheses so the calculator would read it correctly? And uh, I'm just reminding you that your factorial button, at least if you have this kind of calculator, is under probability. So it's just a matter of finding your factorial button and keying it in appropriately. But 34,650. I definitely wouldn't wanna write all of those possibilities out brute force by hand, right? so thirty four thousand six hundred fifty ways to arrange the letters in Mississippi. All right. Another example: How many different vertical arrangements are there of ten flags if five are white, three are blue, and two are red? Well, see that's still a way of saying there's five repetitions of one type, three repetitions of another type, and two repetitions of another type. So you know that's the thing the. You kind of have to liken the situation. No one's going to tell you the rule. You kind of have to feel it almost. So um, 10 factorial over 5 factorial, 3 factorial, 2 factorial. And if we key this into the calculator, we should get 2,520 different arrangements. and you see I've keyed it in, and how I've keyed it in with the parentheses and all, 2,520. So we seek the number of permutations of 10 objects where we have 5 of one type, 3 of another, and 2 of another. So I know that a lot of students tell me that there's so many rules in this section that they have a tough time deciphering and I, I always say if you can sort of I always think of the Mississippi problem. I burn one problem into my head and I say, is the next one similar to it in nature? And then I'll know, gee, whatever rule I use to solve the Mississippi problem, I'm using that same rule on this problem. Okay, and the the key is five repetitions of one type, three repetitions of another, and two repetitions of another. And hence, here, and and one repetitions of one kind and two repetitions of another kind. That's why we know it's this rule. Okay, hope that helps. Um, And now I have a couple sort of extras. Mixed bag, what counting technique do I use? The Hazelwood City Council consists of five men and four women. How many different subcommittees can be formed that consist of three men and two women? So to see this in real time, It's basically, there's no ranking characteristic, so it's of the five men, you're trying to select three, but that's five choose three. And of the four women, you're trying to select two, but that's four choose two. And then guess what you do to those two numbers? You multiply them. So you're really kind of using a combination of two rules there. But let's go ahead and key that in. So five... Five choose 3 is 10, and now I'll hit second entry, so I can just kind of go back over the numbers, and 4 choose 2 combination is 6. So when, uh, when we type that out, the answer is indeed 60, but I noticed um, I noticed a typo. This here should be 60. There are 60 possible subcommittees that have three men and two women. Uh, I'll fix that typo on your guided note sheet, so you won't have to worry about that. But again, you just take the 5 choose 3, which is 10, and the 4 choose 2, which is 6, and you multiply those two together. Uh, so it, because there's basically 10 ways to do this and 6 ways to do that, and then kind of like the m times n rule, like the outfits problem. So there's 10 times 6, which is 60 total possible subcommittees. Okay, and I think, do we have one more slide? Yep. Make sure we have time to practice. Yep, this is our last slide. Uh, Which technique do I use? Uh, The Daytona International Speedway hosts the 50th running of the Daytona 500, touted by many to be the most anticipated event in history. The race carried a record purse of a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, With 43 drivers in the race, how many different ways could the top four finishers, first, second, third, fourth place, occur? So again, when I start to think about Anna, Brad, Charlie, and David, that's one order of finish, but you know, Brad, Charlie, David, and Anna, those are the same four letters, but totally different order of finish. So right away, my mind's thinking permutation. Remember when order matters, permutation. So, and voila, I can sort of have the answer key snipped here. So it should be, you know that you're selecting four, but you have to decide, is it a combination or a a permutation? So note to self, order matters. So we know it's going to be 43p for permutation, 4. And again, I have it written out here, but just for grins and giggles, we'll make sure we're comfortable in our calculator. So 43, slide over to permutation, and 4. And we got the answer. We certainly wouldn't want to write out all those ways <laughs> by hand. So really, well, with a lot of these problems, I understand it's, it's tough deciphering what rule to use. That takes finesse and a lot of practice. Okay. And exposure, exposing yourself to the kind of verbiage that's used, and then you can liken that situation to another situation that's similar in your mind. Okay, hope that helps. Good luck out there.